Praise the Lord, everybody on the day. Minister Anthony Bonner here coming back again live on the podcast today on this Friday afternoon because I got something in me. I think the Bible says it's like fire shut up in my bones that I had to come back and drop another word from the book of Second Kings chapter 4. I think in this word right here, we want to just talk about, tell me what has thou in the house, huh? Tell me what has thou in the house. We know in this portion of scripture, if we are Bible students and we love reading the word, that is in this particular portion of scripture, there is a certain woman who was a widow and she was the wife of one of the sons of the prophet of Elijah. He was a man of God. He was a man of God who had ran his race. He had fulfilled his course and had now been called home to go on with the Lord. But in going home, he left behind a wife. He left behind two sons. And obviously, he left behind some debt. And with that debt, there were creditors. During that time, the creditors could come and they could take their sons and they could put them in slavery or in bondage until the debt was paid. They were no longer in freedom. Their lives were no longer their own. We see the woman of God coming to the man of God, making an appeal, knowing what was rightfully hers or theirs, because she says to the prophet Elijah, she says to him that by servant, my husband is dead. The man was Elisha's servant and a faithful one at that, because she says in the next line, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. That's powerful because you see, it is the fear of the Lord that allows us to walk with the Lord. That means we hold God in the highest regard. We hold his order in the highest regard. We qualify to access all that heaven has afforded us simply because we have humbled ourselves and we've gotten out of God's way to be restored to the spiritual beings and creatures that we are. We've inclined our ear to listen. We've aligned our feet to continue walking in the direction that he has ordained for the purpose in which only he has assigned. In this discourse, we see the man of God saying to her, what shall I do for thee? What you need, basically, how can I help you? How can I be of service? Because your husband was faithful. I'm going to remain faithful to you. Because you are an extension of your husband and so are your sons. And the devil cannot have you. He is a liar. We rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. This just shows us the importance of a man of God being faithful to his God. Because even in his absence, even after he transitions, he leaves a covering upon his wife and his family that they can access the inheritance still when he has moved on. Hallelujah. Elijah says, tell me what's in the house. See, what's in your house? You know what's outside of your house. Yeah, Chrysler's outside your house. Walmart's outside your house. The dollar store outside your house. Uh, the mechanic shop outside your house. Being an athlete is outside your house. Maybe you walk on Wall Street, that's outside your house. Maybe you got a home health care service and many other uh, things that you do that are outside of your house. But we're not talking about what's outside your house. We want to talk about what's in your house. 
See, because there's something in your house that can solve all your problems. There's something in your house that can straighten out all your situations. There's something in your house that'll let you enter into the rest of God and set you free for the rest of your life until you transition home to your heavenly father. And the rest of your time here on earth, you can deny yourself to the lust of men and the lust of your flesh and be about your father's business. What's in your house? And she said, thy handmaiden have not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Hallelujah. Just like this woman of God whose husband has transitioned, we walk around in ignorance and darkness the same way, not knowing what's in our house. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. We don't know what's in our house. And we're not talking about the physical house that's built with man hands that is brick and mortar and wood and all of the other stuff that uh, makes up a house. We're talking about your spiritual house. What's in your house? You see, because when you fear the Lord, when you walk with the Lord, you are built up a lively stone, a living stone. You're connected to the chief cornerstone, which the religious leaders rejected. So you have something in your house. And just like this woman, you have a pot of oil. Hallelujah. You have a pot of oil. That oil is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Ghost. It is symbolic of Jesus Christ in another form, which came to dwell upon and dwell in men. He said in the book of John, in the 14th chapter, the 21st verse, he says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he will be loved of my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself unto him. See, that's that Holy Ghost that will cause God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost to come and make their humble abode within you. See, that's when the favor of God begins to surround your life. It begins to shield you. It opens doors. It closes doors. It takes you places that you could never go before. He becomes your doctor where you not only get sick, but you get healed, and then you go to the point where you don't even ever get sick, because where the Holy Ghost is, no sickness, no illnesses, no virus, no foreign uh, disease or anything can enter the place where the Holy Ghost resides and lives. Thank you right now, in the name of Jesus. She had oil in our pot, in our house. So the man of God says unto her, he said, go borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. And here's the key, borrowing out a few. See, he didn't send her down the street in the next block around the corner. He told her to go abroad. That means go into the next city. Hallelujah. Go into the next county. Go as far as you want to go. See, that's limitless. That's that unlimited faith. That's that being unto you according to your faith without measure. He said, don't borrow a few. But see, her being in her natural mind, her being overwhelmed by the fact that the creditor was coming to take her two sons, that she could possibly lose them after she had also lost her husband, had her in fear. It had her in doubt. It had her worried. It had her not at ease. She didn't have peace. So she was not in her right mind. She was in her carnal mind, fearing consequences that were yet not even made manifest. Hallelujah. He said, don't borrow a few. Don't borrow not a few. And then he gave her a divine instruction. Divine instructions are very important. See, 
Because faith without obedience to the divine instruction is only faith. And it is an empty faith at that because God only honors his words. God only honors those instructions in which he's going to bring something forth. We can't add anything to it. We can't take anything away. The man of God tells the woman of God, and when thou art coming to, when, when thou art come in, he said, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is for. That's a divine instruction. Sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart. Get away from all these people who don't believe. Get away from all these people who are possessed by devils and have dark spirits and who have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Get away from these people who don't fear the Lord, who are not walking with the God of Israel as you and your husband have, as you've taught your children. He said, I want to sanctify you. I want to use you as an example for the glory of the God that I served. He said, shut the door upon thee and upon thy son. He's putting you in the divine witness protection program. Hallelujah. He says, and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, the Bible says after being obedient to the instructions. And she shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. See, according to this passage of scripture, it was not the woman who went to get the vessels. It was her sons. And we know that her sons, though yet young and strong and more than able to carry an uh, unlimited amount of vessels, spiritually didn't comprehend the instruction that was given to the mother to borrow not a few. Borrow not a few. I'm going to say that again. Borrow not a few. See, I want that to sink in to you because when you're thinking about the goodness of the Lord and his power and his sovereignty, you can't think small. You got to think above and beyond anything you can ask, think, or imagine. There's nothing God cannot do. There's nothing he cannot bring forth. Hallelujah. Two mites he can do something with. The crumbs that fall from the children's table, God can do something with. God has no rival. God has no match. God is unstoppable. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. We're talking about low expectations, my brothers and sisters. When it comes to God, you better learn how to get your game up. Low expectations can limit you from all the privileges that God has afforded you through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. After Jesus resurrected, was resurrected, the door was open, the veil was rent. We could now be qualified as righteous because of Jesus Christ's right standing and because of his ascension through the throne that we had access to everything that Adam had access to in the Garden of Eden before sin, before the fall. We were restored to our righteous selves operating in light, entitled to now have the unlimited mind of Christ to speak things as be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Low expectations. Don't operate in them. You better abandon them. Verse 7 in our last verses we close says, Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt 
and lived thou and thy children off the rest. See, she was retired. She was set for life because she had some oil in her house. Hallelujah. She recognized eventually what was in her house. But see, that oil had been there the whole time. And not that she was wrong for not recognizing it. She could not. The Bible says that her husband was a faithful servant. It does not say that she was a faithful servant. So she was obviously disconnected from the divine presence of God and the revelation that comes only from that connection. Because had she been connected, she could have ventured into this place of rescue, of rest, of restoration much sooner and saved herself a lot of trouble. Hallelujah. Are you connected? And if you're connected, you'll recognize what's in your house. What has God placed deep on the inside of you that is a value that can be sold to the world? Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The songwriter, I think he said it this way. I give myself away so you can use me. See, that's what God wants. In your vessel is everything you need to supply all your needs, to pay your house off, to pay your car off. To pay them credit cards off so that you owe no man nothing but love. To be able to give, to be a cheerful and free giver. To be able to be a blessing to others. You see, because God was glorified through what this woman did. And though the sons knew the father was a man of God. And I'm sure they saw some amazing things as he was a servant of the prophet Elijah. They just now had a one-on-one -on -one full encounter of what it means to be shut in, shut down, but yet saved and sanctified by God. They know what it means for his name to be Jehovah Jireh. They had their own Red Sea experience. They could grow up and trust God and have faith in God because they were witnesses to a demonstration of God in their own lives. And they could tell their children and children's children and all their neighbors and their friends how God saved them from going into bondage, into captivity, into slavery and possible death. Because they have not paid that debt back, they would have surely been destroyed. My brothers and my sister, what's in your house? Stay connected to the Lord so the Holy Spirit can reveal what's in your house. You gotta keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Don't think that the systems of the world and this nine to five thinking and working till you 60 or 65 with this in your back bulging and popping and your elbow going out and your feet hurting with them corrective walking shoes on that you gonna make it. No, you gotta get back into the presence of the Lord. You gotta get back into his will. You gotta stay in his word so that you can walk in his way. Hallelujah, get excited somebody. I said it on the last episode, but it applies to this one too. New truths unlock new privileges. God bless you. What's in your house? Not what's in your wallet. That's capital one. It ain't got nothing to do with this. What's in your house? In Jesus name. Amen.